Hello and welcome to the Geek and Review Podcast. I'm Jeremy Pappas, alongside, as always, the original scruffy-looking nerf herder, Mr. Russell Jones. Russell! Man, it's hard out here for a nerf herder. You always... That, that's that's always your, your comeback to the stupid thing I call you at the beginning. What? Um, it's... Yeah, well, we can revisit old podcasts. That is that is a common... That is a common comeback, sir. Your I will creativity say, is being challenged. Well, I, I did tailgate for 12 hours yesterday, so that kind of saps the yeah. life out of you. I, uh... I did recently uh, trim the beard up so it's less grizzly and more scruffy, mm-hmm. specifically for that reason. Well, there you go. See, we, we work in tandem. That's when things are the best. Russell. Yo. Breaking news! What's the breaking news? Well, it, it happened earlier this week and everyone knows about it. But since this is our first podcast, since it means breaking news! Uh, as everyone with a pulse and an internet connection knows... Disney has gotten into an unholy alliance. Surely it will be unholy. With one Mr. George Francine Lucas. And has hence bought Star Wars and all of its little tentacles. Lock, stock, and smoking barrel of all shebang just a hair above four billion dollars. All going to George Lucas, and and apparently he's going to be using the bulk of it for uh, education initiatives. He is going to donate the majority of the $4 billion to charity. Yep. So, first of, first, the first thing I think we should do is say that was that's, that's pretty cool, George Lucas. Yeah. That's a cool thing to do. I, I would personally wish that I could go back to school so that I could go to the Skywalker school. Well, I don't know if it's going to be a Skywalker school. I'm just, I'm just saying. But right now, I mean, it would, I'm it would be saying. interesting. But uh, yeah, I, I, it's a cool thing to do. And regardless what anyone says about your creative prowess, I don't think anyone would. There are three things about George Lucas that people like to talk about. One of them negative, and two of them positive. The one negative being his work with Star Wars and creativity and creating movies and blah, blah, blah. The second being his generosity, which he has shown himself to be extremely generous, which is I've always found kind of now this is going to sound bad, but I don't care. I've always found that he's such a marketing savvy guy and he has this reputation for for wanting to put his character's likeness on everything that I mean a lot of people said that there was no reason to have Darth Vader in the third movie the only reason he wanted that one little shot of Darth Vader at the end was so he could put Darth Vader's picture on Doritos bags and sell Darth Vader action figures but that's not something you expect someone who's this generous to to take the time to do but but he does so maybe he just really likes marketing um and the third thing is his ability to troll people which um is legendary it is uh barack obama levels of of legendary trolling if you haven't read the story about his uh his homeowners association um not wanting him to build a studio on his own land on his own land um then you you should go and read that because it is a it is a textbook lesson in how to troll people so first first things first Kudos to George Lucas for donating this just obscene amount of money 
to uh, to education initiatives across the nation. Tip of the hat. Tip of the hat. Now let's get into what the meat of virtually this entire podcast will be about, which is what the fuck is going to happen to Star Wars? Because everyone thought Star Wars was dead. Kind of similarly, at least the movies, anyway. Everyone thought, just like after the... It, it, he kind of pulled the same trick twice. Just like after the first three movies, no one ever expected there to be another Star Wars movie. Well, right around 2001... Rolling out episode one, and we had episodes one through three, and then after that, he Lucas said specifically, leaving no leaving no ambiguity out there whatsoever. No more Star Wars movies. We're we're completely finished with Star Wars movies. Well, a few years later, Disney buys Star Wars, and now they are not only are they planning to make seven, eight, and nine, but what they've said is they're going to make a new Star Wars like like it's going to be a thing. They're going to do they're going to do Star Wars movies often. Like they want to make it every a, two to three years. They want to make it like a series. Yeah, and just going forward, we're going to do seven, eight, and nine, and then continue to produce Star Wars movies every two to three years for the foreseeable future. Which, if at some point that that, that didn't make everyone just kind of go, wait, what? <laughs> it's kind of like it's kind of like okay we know that you like chocolate so here is you know your entire house and neighborhood made of chocolate and then not only that we're gonna go ahead and fill your entire school with chocolate that you'll be forced to consume on a daily basis <laughs> and then we're going to put you inside your chocolate tub mobile where you will swim in chocolatey cocoa goodness for you know the foreseeable future and then when you get home your dog by the way you know you liked your dog right yeah we replaced him with a chocolate dog it's chocolate dog you can eat him or you can pet him that's your choice. Yeah, because, it, is a little, it is a little drinking from the fire hose. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And and another thing about this is that not only are they you know doing Star Wars out of the majority of the Lucasfilm properties and LucasArts properties, Star Wars is the one thing that they are absolutely and adamantly focusing on. The question was, you know, well, what about Indiana Jones? You know, are we going to see another? fifth indiana jones movie and i said we are focusing entirely on star wars and leveraging that ip and property Wait for this time I'm, i think i'm gonna have to correct you there have only been three indiana jones movies what? right yeah D what 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 we did have, have time travel day yesterday yeah so. no there's 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 never there was never a fourth indiana jones movie you're crazy yeah. The apocryphal. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's it's really – I mean obviously people are speculating as to what the movies are going to contain because we know there are going to be movies. Now, we were, we were discussing a little bit before we jumped on the podcast the way that it affects other things, which I'd actually like to talk about before we 100% get into talking about what the movies will contain because it's all speculation. Yeah, right. But it's fun speculation, so right. – um, I mean, LucasArts has a lot of properties, and Disney has a lot of 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 arms. Disney can do a lot of things. It wouldn't surprise me if Disney had their own army. I'm surprised there aren't <laughs> Disney-themed strip clubs. I mean, Disney is everywhere. They have Pixar. They have Marvel. Pretty much anything as far as media is concerned, 
They, I mean, they have ABC, so they have TV. They, they obviously have, have movies. They have ESPN, so they have cable. They, have, I mean, they have multiple cable channels. They have yeah. the theme parks. And yeah. you have to look at this. I don't know if there are any Star Wars characters in, in theme parks. I know that, you know, like you get Looney Tunes characters in Six Flags, I think. Yes. And uh, so, I, so, I mean, this... The way that it's like one, it's like one marketing conglomeration meeting another marketing conglomeration. But Lucas has only ever always been a filmmaker, yeah. so he's kind of contracted out everything else that he's done. Star Wars universe. I mean, people say you know so and so universe a lot. I really, I've I've felt for a long time the only. You know, like like the the Whedon verse. I've really felt that the only company, the only IP that truly deserved that moniker was Star Wars. Not because it's in space and it deals with the universe, but because it's like the size of a fucking universe. Yeah, really. When you I take mean, into account films, when you take into and and like you know the meta films that spawn off of it, stuff like fanboys and things like that. Uh, when you take into account comic books, books. The the video game arm from LucasArts, because you also had – I mean LucasArts also produced quite a few video games way back when, and th those intellectual properties have also been bought up as part of this, and My there have been – Star Wars video game actually was produced by LucasArts for the NES, Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, it was but a, a lot of people – a lot of people have been talking about Monkey Island and uh, Grim Fandango mm -hmm. and just, you know – Holding out hope against hope that maybe, maybe someone comes along and they put out, you know, they put out new games with those, uh, with those licenses. When, when they were doing the investor call after the announcement, uh, when it came to gaming specifically, Disney had said that they were not interested in publishing or, or you know, producing video games for consoles or for like PC. They were, they were going to be focusing on mobile games. But they weren't going to be focusing on console games. So no more Star Wars video games in that, you know, put out by Disney, put out by LucasArts. Mm -hmm. But you could see them sell the license to someone else to do, kind of like uh, they're doing right now with Star Wars 1313, which is the, uh, the game that's kind of focused on the lower levels of Coruscant. Mm -hmm. Coruscant, you know, the giant city planet. 1313 right. is the 13th level of Coruscant, and that's where this game kind of takes place. It's supposed to be, you know, darker, grittier, more criminal elements, not so much focused on the Jedi and the lightsaber battles and the big politics of, of the world. But, you know, 1313 is definitely going to be moving forward because they said that all projects, like, you know, current projects will be finished. But then it raises the question, well, what's next, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, look at something like uh, Tor. Yes. What happens with Tor? Right. You know, I could see Tor continuing just because that's the light, you know, for however long they got the license for. But oof, especially considering how it did, I think it's going to depend heavily, heavily on how the free-to-play transition goes. If this thing is only, you know, so-so, then maybe Disney, you know, revisits it, and in a couple of years just, you know, whenever the licensing agreement or the contractual agreement with uh, BioWare and EA is up, they just flat out say, you know, nope, shutting it down. And then they don't have to worry about 
they don't have to worry about money going out to the project that may not necessarily be returning large amounts of money to them mm -hmm. for the licensing agreement, you know? You know, I mean, Disney does have their own, I mean, Disney does run some MMOs, so it's not outside of the realm of possibility. Now they're not, they're not deep MMOs, but they, they pull out, I mean, there's a Pirates of the Caribbean MMO. Mm -hmm. There's Disney Toontown, which is for kids. Yeah. Uh, or Toontown Online. There's, uh, they just announced, um, or in, at some point in time in the past, they announced a Disney Fantasy Online uh, with with uh, NetDragon, which is also mm -hmm. an MMO for kids. Uh, now, if there was one MMO for Star Wars that I would see them absolutely, you know, potentially uh, taking over and running wholeheartedly, it would mm -hmm. be the Clone Wars Adventures MMO, which mm -hmm. is run by Sony Online Entertainment, I believe. Mm -hmm. But it's you know it's free to play. It's primarily based for kids. Um, it's the and and it and it's doing healthily. It has not had the same boom bust cycle that you know you saw with Tor. Right. It's it's been while not while not remarkable, it's been steady. Right. So But you know, with with games like, you know, Nice of the Old Republic, right? Mm -hmm. I mean that whole series. I would hope that we would see something like that in the future from a solid game company that would be able to come in and say, we can make very good use of this license. We have made good use of this license in the past and be able to go with it. But I don't think, I just think that now, you know, it's a, it's a completely different set of, of people holding the purse strings. Yeah. So, you know, whereas LucasArts, you know, LucasArts was not, was not Disney. LucasArts was, was not, they weren't, poor by any means the imagination but they certainly did not you know have the really massively high expectations of not only disney but disney shareholders mm -hmm. and just you know as an overall company entertainment company making lots and lots and lots of money right. and continuing to do so and grow i mean my thought would be a lot of these things will it make sense financially to take something like you know, uh, tour. Well, would it make sense for Disney to continue to contract that out or would it make more sense for them to take it over? Because again, I think the biggest difference between LucasArts and Disney is not necessarily financial resources because they have, I mean, it comes to, it, it comes to a certain point where you have enough money that you can do whatever you want to do. And while Disney has, a, a ton more money than LucasArts do, than LucasArts would have access to, they could still both do whatever they want. I mean, it's a difference yeah. of, it's it's like the difference between 60 billion and 100 billion. I right. mean, with 60 billion, you can still do whatever you want. You can't, right. you know, but you might not be able to do it twice, I guess. But uh, so it, it, the thing that I think interests me the most is that Disney has all these little arms, these little offshoots. And and so by nature, they won't have to necessarily contract things out unless they feel like they need to, which could lead to a lot of changes to things that are things that are existing. Now, they've they've said that. Uh, all the project, all the Star Wars projects that are ongoing right now will be completed. Right. 
which to me, I mean, to me is specifically, it's like they said, now we're not going to not change them. Uh, <laughs> you know, that, that could and probably will still happen. So I, th- I think it's going to be a ride for people who are, if you're currently consuming a LucasArts product that other people still have control over. I mean, obviously if you have, you know, Lego star Wars, uh, you're fine. They're not going to come and and take your, your game and break it. But if you have, if you still, you know, even it gets down to the books. I mean, Disney has authors. Yeah. And they still, I mean, hell Tim Zahn still writing books, uh, is still writing expanded universe books. He has a new one coming out. I have no idea when, but it's coming out soon. It's about, uh, it's it takes place a week after the Death Star is destroyed, and it's essentially Ocean's Eleven with Han, Lando, and Chewie. Uh, so they're still doing stuff. The, the Star Wars still rolls out, and it's going to be interesting to find out what because Disney doesn't give their they have so many arms that they don't give their licensing away for cheap or or for free ever. And mm-hmm. LucasArts could, you know, conceivably say, well, you know what, we make video games and we make movies, but we don't make a TV show. Hey, Sony, why don't you do the Clone Wars? And, uh, I mean, something as, as, you know, being as specific as the Clone Wars. Clone Wars, as we talked about earlier, is on Comedy, is on Comedy Central, mm-hmm. is on um, Cartoon Network, and... I mean, Disney has a and has a has a a contemporary to Cartoon Network, so I'm sure. And and you apparently you you know more about Clone Wars than I do because I don't watch it. But I mean, I can't imagine them allowing allowing Cartoon Network to hold on to something that's been extremely well received on Cartoon Network. Yeah, I can't imagine them allowing them to hold on to that. Just I guess for funsies. Yeah, I mean, if if Disney can make more money out of it, putting it on, you know, Disney Channel, then I th- I think they probably would. And I would say that's almost a guaranteed thing to happen. Yeah. If it's animation, then it's almost certainly going to wind up in Disney's, you know, in Disney's fold. Um, and I I think and, we would start seeing Clone Wars uh, movies, like actual in the theaters movies, done by Pixar, which could be cool. Yeah, and and see that's. Honestly, the thing that had me initially excited about this, after the first, you know, oh, oh God, what does this mean moment, you start to think, and then you go, hold on, Pixar, you know, Lucasfilm, uh, Skywalker, Skywalker Sound, Sun. Industrial Light and Magic, all of these, you know, pretty top-notch properties all working together with the same filmmaker, mm-hmm. that's, that's not to be, you know, that's not to be ignored. The potential for that is 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 really high. So yes, you know, Clone Wars, Star Wars movies. I think it's entirely possible. Done by Pixar. Done by Pixar. So, you know, I, I, I there are things that that could be good out of this. Mm-hmm. Something that I just recently realized um, was, you know, we've talked about games, we've talked a bit about television. Comic books are are almost certainly going to be affected. Right. The Star Wars line has been held with Dark Horse for a very long time, for about twenty years, and you know they've put out lots and lots of Star Wars comics. Now, you've got Disney, who already has a comics arm mm-hmm. with Marvel, a very, 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 very successful comics arm. Yeah. Now they've they've got okay. What's going to happen with Star Wars? I'm 
almost certain that just like with Clone Wars, you're going to see as soon as the licensing agreements are over with, as soon as the contracts end, they're going to go in for renegotiation, and it's just going to be – sorry. We're going to be yeah. moving the license over. I don't, I don't even know if they'll do a I – I don't – I think that it's so – it seems so obvious – that they won't even have to have a. I mean, if it were me and I were Dark Horse, I'm a marketing guy, so I have to think about stupid crap like this. I would have started packing up the posters and the signage, and I would have already started packing that up because that's not gonna continue. I mean, unless they have some sort of crazy long contract with Lucasfilm, that that it would be it would be more expensive for Disney to break it. Then it yeah. would, you know, for them to pull it over and all the money they would make out of, because I mean, they're still going to get money. They're still going to get whatever Lucas was getting, or which plus I'm sure or minus, was pretty it good. Would be le- it would cost them less to break the contract. Like if it's a ten year plus contract, and they're like, "Man, we could turn this around to Marvel and make our money back." Oh yeah, that exactly. If they think that they could turn it around to Marvel and let's say completely just shooting, just just out of just in the dark, let's say that that they had an agreement with Lucas for, you know, 25% of everything. This, yeah. this, that is not a real number. I just made that up for demonstration purposes. If dark horse is making 75% of what they, they're taking on all the costs of making 75% and they're giving 25% to Lucas. If Disney and, and they have like a, a $50 million buyout for their contract. If Disney thinks, well, we can buy out the contract and make back this 50 million in six months by expanding all these lines and doing a spider and doing a Spider-Man cameo with Luke Skywalker and you know, all this other than that, then they'll absolutely do that. They'll write them. A, I mean, they'll literally write them a check on their Mickey mouse checkbook <laughs> and yep. hand it over Yeah. Uh, for, for the, I I would like to mention that if I were the CEO of Disney, I would have the gaudiest Mickey Mouse checks ever. Just the gargoyles pen. Oh yeah. Just for funds. I mean, it would just be, it would, it would completely just be for funsies. (laughs) Just, just this ridiculously over the top, something that looks like a six year old would have it with, yeah, with a gargoyles or a Darkwing duck pen or something like that. Yeah. That would, that would totally be me. Yep. So let's get into what everyone is talking about, which is the episode seven, episode eight. seven. Right. There's the response to this has been really interesting because it's, it's, it's about 85% of people going, Oh no. And, and, but those same people, I think they like to go into their, go into their, their, their dark place, their, their secret place and shut the door and close all the windows and turn all the lights off and go, Yay! <laughs> because they're like, we yeah. there's gonna be more Star Wars movies, which, which more movies is almost always a good thing, unless we're talking, I guess, about snuff films. More movies is <laughs> always a good thing, even though the prequel. The, okay, we've talked about the prequels, but the prequels were a fucking train wreck. Yes, they 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 might have made money, but they turned Star Wars into a joke. Star Wars was incredibly respected by everybody. I mean, you could argue that star Wars started geekdom. Like that is where it big. That was where it began. All of the, a lot of the modern things, you know, where Romero created modern zombies, star Wars created modern geek. Yep. I mean, it, it was very, I mean, I don't, I, I'm sure there are there are grognards who absolutely hate Star Wars because oh it's blah 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 and I prefer this and that and you, of course you have your Trekkies 
um, that have that have always had sort of a comically heart, uh, critical relationship with Star Wars, but it was extremely well respected by everybody. Very few people disliked it before the before the uh, the prequels. After the prequels, man, Star Wars is a joke. Yep, it is such a jo- people still get into it, but yep. when you start talking about movies, uh, no, they're like, you know what, never should have been made, and there are very 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 few people at, at, at just there's a far audience very very few people that were like yeah i really wish they were making more cuz i mean they just they weren't good movies and i haven't plugged red letter media in a while even though i have been watching their show a half in the bag quite a bit lately uh because it's just their movie review show so hey here i am plugging red letter media again redlettermedia.com go check them out they do a star wars reviews uh, of the prequels that are fantastic they take longer to watch than the prequels themselves do uh but they're completely worth it and uh they just weren't good movies and everyone and we've talked multiple times about what caused it and whose fault it was and this and that and but at the same time you know all that aside you hear there are going to be new star wars movies and it gets you a little excited even if you even if you know you should hate it it gets you just a little bit excited to say well what are they going to do are they going to you know cuz they could cause star wars is good mm-hmm. overall i mean the the movies were not the, the the prequels were not great but overall star wars is good and maybe it's maybe this is like a read maybe it's it's a chance for star wars to do to regain that you know title that's been lost as these really incredibly good movies mm-hmm. so i mean the big question on everybody's mind is what are we gonna what are we gonna what are we gonna see like what's going to happen? Is it, is it going to be, are they going to be three more? I, I don't know what they have, what, what has come out officially as far as the movies. Um, is it going to be, are there going to be three more prequels between, between I, creation? Like, like Vader's a bad guy through the whole thing, but it's before Luke and well, like, if they call it, if they call it episode seven, eight, and nine, it's gotta be yeah, post original yeah, trilogy. Be, uh, you, you would think it would be, you would after think. the original trilogy right um, a good question that i would ask is how far after the original trilogy yeah and uh, here are kind of some of the various things that are in in play at the moment you've got episode seven eight nine okay they happen after the original trilogy let's just assume uh-huh. so how far after the original trilogy do they happen and what is shown as a result of that do you do it Shortly after the original trilogy and show the immediate after effects of, okay, what happens when you do kill uh, the Emperor and Vader and, you know, the the main bulk of, like, the Imperial Navy? Mm-hmm. What happens then? Because uh, the Empire was a massive, massive thing. And, yes, you saw celebrations across all the planets, but um, look at the Iraq War. I mean, we had celebrations there, and then it's... 10 years later and fighting was still going on, you know, it's very, that is actually, that's actually a really good, uh, that's a really good metaphor. I mean, yeah, (laughs) the, the Iraq war was officially over. Yeah. Uh, Well, it was called over anyway. Uh, we won't get into the politics of that whole thing, but it was called over and there have been celebrations and, but it's been a very slow drawdown and in the, and you can kind of kind of look at it sort of in reverse because the the rebel the rebel alliance would be technically be an insurgency, 
Yeah. So after the insurgency strikes this huge victory, there's still more stuff that has to happen. Sure. Look at what happened in several uh, countries for the Arab Spring, right? Right. You know, the, some the, the fighting is still going on. You still have a question of do we help these people? Do we not help? And yes, if you wanted to dive deeply into the politics of Star Wars, you could. But we saw what happened with the Trade Federation when when we did that. Yeah. So if you're looking at straight up action, you need antagonism mm -hmm. and you need, you know, crises. So, you know, where do you put things? Yes, you take you could do it immediately after because there's still a lot that had to be done for the rebels to become the full-fledged new republic. Right. But then you also have, you know, further down the line, there were lots of of incidences in the expanded universe that looked at times when this new republic was growing and then all of a sudden was brought almost to the brink of collapse multiple multiple times mm -hmm. from, you know, sudden uh insurgencies from old imperial holdouts. Mm -hmm from just random players that got the, got their hands on incredible powerful either super weapons or powers or you know right. whatever um yeah, the Yushan Vong way way later on you know this extra galactic threat that suddenly showed up and we're so foreign from everything that anyone had ever seen before they didn't connect into the force the same way so jedi were really confused by that they used living weapons and living stuff and they just saw the universe differently mm -hmm. so it, it made this really interesting enemy but also one that you know was very effective um but then there raises the question okay do you do it immediately after do it further after and then do you include any of the expanded universe at all you know well we have to one thing you have to remember is that the expanded universe has some of the expanded universe has been embraced by uh by star wars by we'll, we'll call it mainstream star wars i mean right. coruscant is is expanded universe so yeah it's it, and it was very you know i mean that's people know of coruscant as well as they know i would argue uh as well as they know tatooine or dagobah or things you saw in the original movies i mean coruscant was invented by i'm going to name drop again timothy zahn in yeah. the in the immediate the 1984 and later expanded universe books. I mean, he invented Coruscant, you know, so he, so that is, I mean, some of it has been accepted, but I would argue not a lot of it has been accepted because it is so broad and wide reaching and right. it's so it's, it's very intricate. So the, the big question is, is it going to be expanded universe? Is it not going to be expanded universe? And um, speaking of Timothy Zahn, EW.com, Inter Entertainment Weekly, Weekly's website, uh, got in contact with him and asked him what he knew as far as the uh, as far as the other movies are concerned. And I'll link this entire article. It's very interesting. But he relates there are two things that he says that he has been told sometime in the past. Now, obviously, all of these things could have changed. But there are right. two things to take away. One, it will not be expanded. They, they will not be remakes of expanded universe. It will not be the Zon books done, done as, film. as film. He says as that much he, as people may want it. Right. Well, as much as people who have, because again, the expanded universe books are not nearly as popular as everything else. Star Wars. They're popular with 
with a with, with certain people. They're popular with the people who read the Star Wars expanded universe books. Right. It, it, that's kind of like arguing that you should make the Lego Star Wars movies into <laughs> or games into a movie. Those yeah. are popular with the people that they're popular with. So I sort of understand that. Uh, secondly, and and I. I've I think I've put this forward on the podcast before. I think movies that are based on books occasionally tend to uh, intimidate people. You see a lot of movies, and they're not they're not they're not put out there that they are based on books, but they are based on books or short stories. Um, but then there are certain there are certain movies that are made that are based on books that are very proud of that fact. But they're usually more indie drama, you know, more more artsy movie movies or mega mega blockbusters like uh, Harry Potter. Right. That are that are based on books that are, you know, th- that are ubiquitous, that everybody knows about and that are wildly popular, usually with children, um, though there's been talk of a 40 was it 40 shades of gray 50 shades of gray uh who knows some indeterminate amount of shades of gray there are some (laughs) number of shades of gray of poorly written housewife erotica so anyway back to back to my point the the first thing he says is that it's not going to be a remake of of one of his books or any of the other expanded universe books that he knows of so now that may have changed but i think that fits in line with with what we've seen before and I, i i think they would want to come up with their own with their own new story Secondly, is that way back when, when he, because he's obviously been in contact with Lucas for many, many, many years, many, many, many years, he said that they had discussed the prequels and the sequels, and it was Lucas's opinion that the prequels would deal with Luke and Leia's father, which it did it, it involved uh, Anakin becoming Darth Vader and yada 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 a lot of other things but that was pretty central to the whole prequels the whole right. prequel trilogy it was all about Anakin's story right yeah yeah for for lack of I don't want to I don't, don't want to argue about that was the that was the intent that was the intent that or not that it was the, it was supposed yeah. to be the through line between the movies right which it didn't end up being but that was just because they weren't very good movies right he said that for the sequels it would deal with the next generation it would deal with Luke and Leia's kids. Well, grandkids, their, their kids be Leia's kids with Han and Luke's kids with (laughs) that freaking bounty hunter whose name I can't remember. Well, here's, Um, this is an interesting thing. I mean, you, you can say yes, generation change, which is why I think, you know, it's a question of how far, you know, does it go? Because here's, here's the important thing that occurs post, uh, return of the Jedi Luke, uh, Han and Leia, right? They're going to have kids. Right. I don't I, I don't think that you can get away with them not having no, kids. Have to be. And I don't think you can get away with them not having the same kids that they've had in the expanded universe. Oh. That means Jason and Jaina and Anakin. I don't I, I think different things can happen to them, but I don't think you can get away from not having that set of kids. I will say this. I don't think that I don't think I wouldn't put it past Disney to create their own kids. That's, it's possible. Entirely. It's entirely possible. I, 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 um, I do not put it past them whatsoever. The other thing is that Luke, you know, Luke is not romantically paired with anyone, but he has a massive calling, right? In a way, he's married to his job. He's now pretty much the last 
real Jedi out there that that in the films at least you're aware of. Mm-hmm. So now he has to do you know the whole Jedi training thing. He's got to try to rebuild the order, and he's got to have lots of lots of students, and he's got to do all that. His kids, quote unquote, may not be actual biological children right they may be students right it may be his padawan very similar to what we had with uh the with the uh the prequels now i i I will say this i think that disney is going to do their best to escape the prequels which makes me think that if I were Disney and I were trying, if I put on my Disney suit, which is a big Mickey Mouse suit, if I put on my Disney suit, my thought would be, do we want another master Padawan relationship film? My immediate answer is hell no. Hell's to the no. Because yeah. that's what that's what we got with the first two. I mean, that was... This one of the big problems with the prequels is that there was no main character, there was no central character, there were no interesting characters. Right. There were only aggravating characters and weird alien characters. And yeah. by weird alien characters, I mean Anakin Skywalker. Yeah. Um. So I I would avoid that entirely. Personally, now now whether it's a you know Han and Leia's kids who are who are soldier types, they're not force users. Uh, have to get together and go find, you know, go find their uncle to to come up with something. But here's something else to remember: we have to live in a we have to live in the real world. Two characters, unless they want to go and do do a J.J. Abrams Star Wars reboot and recast uh, Luke and Leia, we likely will not see Luke and Leia. At least we won't see Carrie Fisher and Mark Hamill, for obvious reasons. They have not aged well. Yeah. I mean, I, this is a movie. And if it's I think it's been a little let me put it this way. It's been a little too long since Luke was Luke and since since Mark Hamill was Luke and Princess Leia and Carrie Fisher was Princess Leia. They're they're much older. I think if maybe if this happened 10, 15 years ago, you could get away with that, but they would want to have somebody else playing an older version of Luke and Leia. I I would think. Now maybe I'm completely wrong and off base, but I would think they would want to have somebody different playing them. So either they JJ Abrams Star Trek it and they get somebody new or they leave them sort of or you know, they could even jump ahead to where they're both dead and you're dealing with their kids as adults or even you know like kids, generations kids. and generations and generations. Right. that's kind of why i was like you know i think that it depends on how far after it you yeah. said it i would argue that it's possible possible that you could see mark hamill and carrie fisher and harrison ford i, I think you could see them all in those roles as very, very, very minor cameo appearances or, you know, very small roles, you know, at the beginning or at the end of the film or something like that with, who knows, maybe a little bit of, of CG de-aging that you saw used in X-Men and in Tron. Yeah. Not yeah. a whole – but I don't think that – you know, you, you do it right. I don't think you necessarily need to. I think that they could do it. I mean, one, it's movies. You can do a whole hell of a lot. So I could they do it? Absolutely. I think they could absolutely do it. But it would it would mean – 
not, you know, doing a movie showing them like right as the kids are being born. I mean, like, like you know, right. Han, it like would mean... Clay and Han would have to have kids and those kids would have to be teenagers. And it's that long. Right. It would mean doing it, it, it would mean. But again, we have to remember that though this is going to be a prequel. I'm sorry, though, this is going to be a sequel. Yeah, that doesn't necessarily mean that 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 connection has to be a major part of it at all. I mean, it, take a look at it this way. I don't think from a, just from a storyteller standpoint, they would go much further away from Han and Leia and Luke than probably grandkids because great grand great grandkids unless they were really just going for something brand new if you want to tie it back in the same way that you tied it forward with the prequels then you're I don't think you're going to go much further away than grandkids because grandkids can remember you know everybody more people remember and know and are close to their grandparents than their great-grandparents. I know many, many, many Agreed. people who never met their great-grandparents. I was very fortunate to have my great-grandparents through the majority of my young life, and I remember them very well. But people tend to have kids young in my family. And I know lots of people who never knew their great-grandparents. Like, their great-grandparents are just a name. So I would think that they would stick as – you're you're talking about Luke and Le, uh, Luke's – kids if he has any uh and again i don't think luke necessarily is not going to have kids they could very easily have him hook have him have been hooked up with somebody and done something with with kids i think it's obvious that han and leia are going to have kids and i would think that their kids kids could be the focus of of this uh of this movie of these three movies going forward that's possible um there are if you really wanted to put it out there, it's also possible that they could shoot this thing way forward. Um, there was a comic series with Dark Horse that focused on – I, I want to say it was like Legacy or something. And it uh -huh. focused on someone who was a long, long distant relation to uh, Skywalker, like you know, multiple, multiple generations down mm -hmm. the road. And the galaxy was a very different place. And he was not a good, necessarily a good guy. He was a bit of an anti-hero. He was a, you know, kind of a scoundrel. He was a, he was a pretty nasty dude, but he was a Skywalker. And you know, it dealt with what does that, the legacy of that name and that, you know, position as a Skywalker mean so far down the road that the achievements of, you know, Luke and Leia were basically ancient history at this point. Right. And I think you could see that. I don't think it's a it's an area that Disney would go to. I think they're going to go – I actually like the idea of grandkids. I think they're going to go kids or grandkids, and I think they're going to make them the focus of the three movies, and you're going to potentially see small bits here and there from uh, the original cast. If I, had to, if I had to put my money on something, that's where I think you're going to see seven, eight, and nine. Now, moving forward past those three, I think that they actually have some some room to maneuver. And you mentioned, you know, Clone Wars movies. I think that's an entire possibility. Mm -hmm. But I also think it's possible that they could choose to make Star Wars movies, quote unquote, branded movies, but not necessarily telling the same storyline of the Skywalkers. Oh, yeah, they could go completely. I mean, look, for for better or for worse, the Old Republic, all of the Old Republic stuff and, and Star Wars and Knights of the Old Republic, all of that has been extremely well received and extremely popular yeah. since the very beginning. 
Yes. Uh, you could. I think you could potentially see a Knights of the Old Republic style movie. Now it won't be seven, eight, nine, but because I, I think it's pretty certain that seven, eight, nine, a it's got to be a, it's got to be a sequel. And because while I can think of some strange ways of 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 making seven, eight, nine, not make it a sequel, but also a prequel. I can think, I, I don't know if they would go for that. And if that would, because for instance, something that would basically introduce another storyline later down the road or something. Right. My thought, I, I had this thought, this was actually my, okay. This was my very first thought when, when I found out from you via text that Lucasfilm had been sold to Disney. It, if, if what comes to your mind at first is either the most logical or the dumbest thing ever. Here was my first thought, okay? The Princess Bride. Instead of instead of the it's the grandfather reading to his grandkid, mm-hmm. except the grandfather is Luke Skywalker, <laughs> and his grandkid is 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 a young Jedi or a class of young Jedi, and he's telling them about the Knights of the Old Republic. And we and and that's how you get a sequel that's actually a prequel. <laughs> you, wow! You, that was my first thought. I don't know why, but that was my first thought that that we would get so we would get a little bit of sequel, and then he would want to take it back to because that's completely different than than we saw. Period. I mean, mm-hmm. it might even, it could even be, uh, try this on for size. Try this boot on, see how it fits. It's Luke telling, telling stories to, uh, to Han and Leia's kids as the, as the, the, the very important Jedi uncle. Try that boot on for size. And then it's this, it's this Knights of the Old Republic sort of of storyline it's almost like a it's almost like a it's almost like a jedi fairy tale mm-hmm. with actual with when lightsabers were for actually being you know knights and and yeah that sort of thing that was for whatever reason that was my very first thought and i i don't hate the thought i think it's highly highly unlikely I think I see it. No, yeah, yeah. I I would actually like to see that. I think I'd see, you know, Mark Hamill um, doing this, uh, telling it to a class of Padawan, you know, Mm -hmm. as opposed to, you know, kids maybe, like like specifically related kids to the family. But Mm -hmm. eh, maybe, maybe. Um, I think there could be worse ways to do it. What I'd like to see is, I mean, if if we're looking at all the expanded universe and potentially mining them for content, I would love to see a take on the X-Wing series, the Rogue Squadron pilots, you know, mm-hmm. there's an area, what, what does it mean to be like fighter pilots in space? Mm-hmm. Because you saw it, it could be really successful as you know, kind of a military done thing with uh, Battlestar Galactica, among others. Well, see, there's a difference between really successful, there's a difference between, between, uh, there's a difference between definitions of really successful and not really successful. Battlestar Galactica was successful in a certain group of people. Those those groups of people aren't necessarily the audience that a movie is going to is going to to target because they have to target a wide audience. Right. 
And I would say Battlestar Galactica does not necessarily target a wide audience. The reason they stay away from really in-depth expanded universe stuff is they have to explain all of it. And and while it's while it's good to have the expanded universe there and to be able to experience it through the books, looking at it as a filmmaker, why would I want to take what somebody else has written that that generally speaking is not wildly popular? at least as far as a general audience is concerned. Um, why would I want to take something that wasn't wildly popular with t- with the with the audience I'm trying to reach and put it on the the big screen and and be constrained by their by the rules of what happened in the book, which is the problem I think that that a lot of people who are really adamant about expanded universe stuff fail to see. Look at it like a filmmaker. If you're told make a Star Wars movie, the only reason you would make you would remake one let's just let's just go to the extreme of re, of remaking scene for scene one of the expanded universe novels the most the most well received one the, the the biggest most popular one why would you as a filmmaker want to have to go through all of that and explain everything that they had to explain in the book when that story has already been told in the book, whereas and and that book again is not generally wildly popular. It's not widely read. Now it it may be a very good book, it may be a really fantastic story, but as a filmmaker, that story's been told. I'm gonna want to sort of do something that's new because it's this exact same amount of explanation. It's the exact same amount of new content. It's just new, new content. And you can tailor it to fit what's popular right now. I would say that uh, while I while the X-Wing series was cool, I haven't... It's been so long since I've seen a space movie just released in theaters, just like flying around and shooting people in space, mm-hmm. that I can't imagine them doing another one. In fact, last night, on a on a very similar note, last night I went to see Man with the Iron Fists, which yeah. is the first martial arts movie that has been out in a long, long time. And, uh, you know, I, I can't remember the last time there was just a space pilot and flying around dogfight shooting people kind of movie. Now there was Red Tails, but Red Tails did not do very well, um, yeah. and and George Lucas already owns Red Tails, right? Uh, so, yeah, it was his attempt to rescue a crappy movie from <laughs> from the racist hands of studio executives. That's probably my favorite story of last year was making Red Tails, and how everyone was racist, and then it was a horrible movie, and everyone goes, "Uh, perhaps Mr. Lucas, they didn't want to make your movie because it sucked." Uh, but anyway. <laughs> I would think they would want to do something new. Now they might use the same. They might use expanded universe characters as a nod to that hardcore fan base, but I can't imagine them taking something and being that, being that faithful to any anything from the expanded universe. See, my argument with using X Wing is that precisely because it's been so long since anyone's done it, I think that, you know, you bring the right people and the right properties together, you could potentially do it up big and do it really well. Mm-hmm. That's where Battlestar Galactica had to target, you know, the audience they did because they put it on sci-fi. You mm-hmm. know, it was it was a sci-fi property that was initially a miniseries and then became a TV series. Mm-hmm. And with X-Wing, you don't really have to explain a whole lot. An elite fighter squadron 
formed by the guy that blew up the Death Star. And you're done. Wedge Antilles is the guy that led the the attack on the second Death Star. He's the guy that blew up the Death Star. I mean, he's got two freaking Death Stars painted on the side of his next wing, you know? <laughs> he's the only person with two Death Stars painted on the side of his X-Wing. Luke doesn't even have that. No. You, you take that guy and you build a movie around him and an elite squadron of fighter jocks. And that's it. And, I, and that's all the explanation you have to do. Don't follow anything else with the books. And this is where I think that you could get some expanded universe stuff. Not in terms of storylines and villains and everything there. In terms of just a general concept of a general right. – of a, of a genre or as a, as a right. small sampling. That's one – I mean, I think you could you could steal Grand Admiral Thrawn potentially. I think you could steal the legacy of the clones with you know that, uh-huh. that came up in those in those works. You know, and, and I, I think, think you could steal the super weapons that you saw later on, like yeah. the the sunburster and the various others. Yeah. You know, but and, you I know, think... I, I think that works well because I mean, let's let's jump back to 1984. We're mm-hmm. just being born. Let's jump back there and look at look at Star Wars, the block of stuff that the 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 authors for the expanded universe, Tim Zahn specifically had to work with. He had the three movies. That was it. Mm-hmm. And he, and, and then it, it, you call mining for content. He is not literally, but you know, literally mining it for content. He, there's a guy named wedge and he notices that, or somebody, whoever wrote X wing, he notices that, yeah, that, that that fact you brought up that nobody, not even Luke, has this the, has the two Death Stars on his X-wing. Not even Luke has that. That's where that's I would say that that fact is exactly like you said, where all of the X-wing series came from. Now, I can see them using something that was covered in the expanded universe as a jumping-off point. For mm-hmm. whatever else they want to do, because Star Wars has been mined so very thoroughly, there's really nothing that has happened in Star Wars that has not been touched on to at least a psychotic degree. <laughs> I mean, there are some that go beyond that, but I mean everything. I mean, you you know there are. There are there's I wish I could find it's been it's been a long time since I've seen it. But there was a list online of the most it may have been a cracked list of the most ridiculously in-depth minor characters in Star Wars. And I mean, there's a guy in Jedi. There's a guy that sticks his head out of a window and I think either Leia or Han throw grabs him and throws him out the window and that guy has his own Wikipedia entry <laughs> and he has a name and a backstory yep. and he was literally on screen for two seconds just to be killed. I mean, the entire movies have been gone over with a fine toothed comb. So there's yeah. going to be nothing that they're going to be able to to find in the uh, in the if, if they're using as a jumping off point the original trilogy. There's nothing they're going to be able to find as a jumping off point that hasn't already been done. Yeah. So I definitely see we'll think that. I will – or I definitely see that we'll see – think that we will see that. I think I may have had a stroke there for a second. <laughs> uh, I will say this. Three things that it would not at all surprise me that they did, and I think they probably will, much to everyone's chagrin. 
I think we will get um, R2 and C3PO. Maybe maybe one, maybe both. Yeah. I think definitely R2, potentially C3PO. Yeah. Uh, because you can do them exactly like they were in the original movies because they're puppets. Right. I also think we could get Chewie. I, I think yeah. it is very, very possible that we could get Chewie. Yeah. Because, again, puppet, very easy to do as, you know, as if this just happened 30 years ago. Well, costume in this case. Right. Uh, I, I definitely, th- I, th- I think we could very easily have Chewie. And and it, it would obviously, I think the, the contract still stands that it has to be Peter Mayhew in that costume, isn't it? Like, isn't that the, that's the thing? Like, it has to be him whenever he's, whenever Chewbacca is anywhere in official capacity, it has to be Mayhew in that, con- in that, that costume. I, I don't mm-hmm. think I made that up. I'm pretty sure that it always has to be him. Like, like, I don't know if that was just a Lucas thing that he did, but mm-hmm. I know that, that any time that, that he shows up to things, that's always, it's always him. I'll have to look that up. Yeah. But it's always him. Uh, and then, I mean, he could, I mean, he could do it. He's a huge dude and he's been doing it for years and years and years. I know he's been Chewbacca repeatedly yeah. throughout the years. So I think we could see either R2 and Chewie or, or all three as just drop-ins to whatever we get. Right. Which I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. It doesn't necessarily move me one way or the other. Yeah. Well, I expect lots and lots more speculation to come, but I think I think that we're going to start seeing uh, very soon at least a slow release of information about this because they've already got a screen treatment that they that they have just you know said we for for episode seven they've already got a treatment in that they're looking that they bought I believe mm-hmm. they are planning 2015 which means that they if they're saying flat out very quickly. Right. If they say flat out, we're doing this in 2015, then that means that they either have good, strong faith in this treatment, you know, or they're, um, or they're, there's something else on the table mm-hmm. that they need to get it out in 2015 for. But I, I expect we're going to start seeing a very, very slow trickle of information, um, in the near future, like early next year. And until then, the speculation will run rampant. And it will probably run rampant right here on this here podcast. Yep. Uh, we were originally going to mention some stuff about Halo, but we have, are completely 100% out of time. Uh, so maybe we'll hit that next week. As always, our music is out prop featuring us, so check them out on uhort.no. You can also check us out on Twitter. We are at GIR Podcast. You can also choose an email, GIRpodcast at gmail.com. And... As I've said many times, I don't know why I have to keep telling you this, we're on iTunes, so jump on over, hit the little subscribe button, and uh, do what you do. For Russell Jones, I'm Jeremy Pappas. Thanks for listening.